Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your host, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 12th of November 2021. Let's get into it. Kicking things off, it would appear that some folk with deep pockets have been taking quite an interest in independence, or rather, in opposing it. A new investigation for the Sunday National revealed that an anonymous donor handed £46,000 to unionist campaigners during the Scottish Parliament elections this year, with the goal of getting the SNP voted out of power and ending the danger of independence. But here's the thing. The donor has no website, no footprint, no phone numbers or email address, just a vague name. The Centre for Economic Education and Training that is registered at an address in central London that's used by a PO Box provider and offers businesses the chance to use the address for £10 per month. Out with Electoral Commission records, there is nothing known about this supposed organisation. Unsurprisingly, this has led to questions around the role that dark money is still playing in Scottish politics, the art of funnelling cash to organisations covertly to influence the outcomes of elections or referendums. This has prompted Willie Sullivan, Senior Director of the Electoral Reform Society Scotland, to state that openness and transparency are the key foundations for any democracy as long as there are unanswered questions over who funds our politics, faith in the system will continue continue to falter. He went on to say that dark money cannot be allowed to shape politics in Scotland. It is vital that our campaign laws shine a light on who is behind big donations like this and where that money comes from. An anonymous postal address and an untraceable business name is not enough. Two separate donations were made from the Centre for Economic Education and Training to Scotland Matters, a pro-union campaign group who spent over 56k at the last election to run, from the looks of it, mostly anti-Nicola Sturgeon campaigns. This is in line with earlier dark money scandals from the political right wing in Scotland, most prominently when it was revealed that the Scottish Unionist Association Trust had given the Tories almost £319,000 between 2001 and 2018, with no real trace of where that money came from. Meanwhile, it has also been revealed this week that a Facebook page for young unionists spent almost 20 grand on Facebook ads in the lead up to the election last year. Or this year, actually. God, as an aside, it is hard for me to believe that the election happened this year. It feels so long ago already. What is time in a pandemic? Well, pandemic or no, the Young Unionists page, despite being set up just 18 months ago, managed to get hold of £20,000 to spend on campaign claims and tactical voting calls, all from donors who also seemingly cannot be traced. Funnily enough, they are also based at a location that charges a small monthly fee to give you a virtual office in Edinburgh. So, you can see that this is something of a problem. As... Scotland approaches a second referendum, we are already seeing a flood of dark money and cardboard organisations popping up to influence the outcome, with money coming from who knows where. Boris Johnson could have paid for these ads himself, for all we know. For legal reasons though, I will clarify that I am not in any way saying that he did. 
Besides, he is much better at spending other people's money than his own, so I doubt very much it would have come from him either way. And there is a pattern here too. The Young Unionists account appears to have been set up by someone called Max Young. Prior to the Young Unionists group, Young was also responsible for a similar page called Capitalist Worker, an anti-Corbyn page that actually had many of its political ads pulled because they did not declare who had funded them. The page hasn't posted once since the April 2020 time period, seemingly having served its purpose. We're going to continue seeing groups like this popping up though, and not just against independence either, but likely all progressive causes. There are already plenty of regressive organisations on the go, with paid for mail-in addresses and a lot of cash to burn. So as always, check your sources before sharing things you see online. Also this week, COP26 continues with an interesting twist for Scotland. Despite not being an official part of the summit and Boris Johnson doing his abject best to keep the First Minister outside of it, Nicola Sturgeon has been hailed as the true leader of the event by Silimel Hook, the director of the International Centre for Climate Change and Development. The First Minister was given the Ray of the Day award after announcing that a £1 million commitment to tackle loss and damage caused by climate change would now be doubled. Hook said in response, The true leader that has emerged here in COP26 is not a party to the convention. She is our host. She is the First Minister of Scotland. Just before the COP started, she put a million pounds of Scottish money on the table for a new fund on loss and damage and challenged all the other leaders to match it. Yesterday, she doubled the amount. So she is the true leader that is putting money on the table for loss and damage. The US is giving us zero dollars, Europe is giving us zero euros, but Scotland is giving us two million. Whatever success or failure that may come from this conference, and I really hope it is a success, Scotland has, at the very least, made a mark on the international stage. And finally, this week, the biggest ever YES conference is set to be held early next year by the Aberdeen Independence Movement organisation in partnership with groups like Women for Indy and Believe in Scotland. So, for the Progress to YES event, you're going to hear from speakers including the SNP President Michael Russell, Hannah Bardell, Amar Anwar, Karen Adam, Gordon McIntyre-Kemp, Maggie Chapman, Stuart MacDonald, um, Aberdeen for um, Aberdeen Independence Movement's co-chair, Fatima Joji, Alan Smith, and Bella Caledonia's Mike Small. Uh, you can find out more about it, though, all online. But that does bring us to an end this week. So, with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? Like the money that funds it in a dark place. We'll be back next week on Saturday instead of Friday. I will see you all then. <laughs>